Pickaxe. Welcome, friends, to High Rollers Presents The Curse of Strahd, a gothic horror adventure of chills, thrills, and many blood spills. I am your dungeon master, Mark Humes, and the players joining me are as follows. Chris Trott as Jesper the Vistani Bard, Kim Richards as Shadows Beyond the Veil, a tabaxi cleric, Katie Morrison as Rose Venandi, the Human Ranger, Tom Hazel as Xeros Mistan, the Dragonborn Fighter, and Rhiannon Gower as Ziki Mistan, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. It is raining in Baldur's Gate, a heavy, wet, chilling rain that soaks all it touches in cold and misery. Your destination, however, is warm and dry, and despite the ominous bounces outside, a suit of animated armor and a half-ogre woman, you feel a sense of relief entering through the worn doors of the Elf Song Tavern. It is full, rowdy, and an ever-present tension of a crowd on edge falls over you. Sitting by the fire, with a deck of cards in hand and four placed neatly in front of him, is the man you have been searching for. Jesper is a bard. You can tell by the loot kind of hanging off his back, which he then carefully placed to the side of the table. He's looking concerned. He's got a youthful face, very tanned, uh, very nice black hair, definitely conditions, you think. And he's darting his eyes around the room until he locks with the rest of the party. And he's very eager, by his body language, to bring you to him. Um, but as Jesper looks out from the bar, you see two pairs um, entering at slightly different times, but very clearly they are travelers. They are not groups that would normally frequent this place. And the most noticeable are a pair of dragonborn. Um, similar in features, but very different in coloration and attire. Uh, Re and Tom, do you guys want to describe uh, Zika and Xeros? Do you want to go first? Okay. Alright, uh, so Zika is a white dragonborn. Her scales are very pure white, almost pearlescent. They reflect rainbow light off them um she's dressed in sort of sorcerer garb so she has uh, quite a loose tabard that flows behind her with white lace and ribbons flowing off of the sleeves um she has a lot of silver jewelry and she has a, a necklace with a pendant of three stars joined at the tips um and that's the symbol of lyra uh, she's Xeros. very youthful very sprightly yeah uh Xeros is what can only be described as the polar opposite of that. He's a big, <laughs> brooding, grumpy-looking. He's a black dragonborn with tin tints of red on his horns. He's got like a row of spikes along the, or like bone horns along the side of his face, and he is heavily armored, and has currently got three great swords on his back. <laughs> are the great swords um, all of the same style, or are they different styles? Uh, almost identical to each other. Like they've just been. Not super... Well, they've been well cared for, but they're just... They, they have no... Generic. 
yeah, there's no like ideal or anything like that that binds them to Xeros. They are just mm. weapons to him. Okay. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. The two of you enter, and I would imagine that Zeker is the one leading, as Xeros has kind of been pulled along on this. You're not even sure what to call it, job, uh, duty, perhaps, to Xeros. Uh, but Zika, there is somebody here that you... That everything matches what you have seen in your visions, in your dreams. Um, the messages from Lyra have, couldn't have been clearer. And yeah, you see the young man in red um, sat by the fire, the strange cards placed in front of him. But you are not the only one who is looking in his direction. There are another pair okay. of travelers, although these two seem far less familiar with each other than the two siblings do. Uh, entering behind them comes a dark hooded figure with feline features and gold and blackened robes and armor. And behind this tabaxi comes a woman, uh, scale male armored with a longbow and dusty pink hair uh, following behind them. Uh, Kim and Katie, would you like to describe Shadow Beyond the Veil and Rose, please? Okay, well, uh, Shadow Beyond the Veil is a tabaxi. Uh, she's based on a sphinx cat in the real world. Um, so no fur as such, just kind of very dark skin and big eyes. Um, she's wearing very uh, simple gold and black uh, robes, but the golden markings and jewelry she has is very elaborate um, and rich. Uh, she carries a quarterstaff, um, and yeah, apart from that, she's very, very um, cautious of her surroundings, mm. like a bit nervous and a bit unsure of herself. Mm. Rose. Um, so Rose is a human. She has sort of. Uh, long, straight, uh, dusty pink hair, uh, lilac eyes, and she wears sort of um, scale mail and a very dark um, fitted cloak with a big hood and sort of puffy shoulders. Um, she carries a longbow. The longbow has got sort of silver in the middle of it with some sort of filigree on it. Mm -hmm. And she's also got a short sword at each side. Um, she looks quite well armed. She looks like she knows how to use those weapons. Um, she's probably a little bit cautious as well, but tries to definitely give off a vibe that she knows what she's doing and that she's trying mm -hmm. to appear more intimidating than maybe she actually is. And I think out of everybody here, Xeros uh, and Rose, you would both know the dangers that the taverns of Baldur's Gate present. Baldur's Gate is a rough city. This is a city of thieves, of pirates, of murderers, of uh, scavengers, as well as the, the laundered elite um, and the mercenaries that frequent it. Uh, and you are, if nothing else, here to serve certainly as bodyguards uh, for your traveling companions. But uh, Shadow, you too spy the human in your visions, given to you by your mistress. Uh and you see him exactly as it was in the vision, sat by the fire with these four cards placed in front of him. Um, and yeah, you see everybody, everybody locks eyes with one another. The tavern is busy, but not so busy that it is not uh, difficult to reach your destination. Uh, I hand it to all of you. What would you like to do? I'll uh, 
immediately stand up to attention mm-hmm. with the wooden chair scraping with a really <laughs> piercing tank and just mm-hmm. slam my hands on the table either side of the cards that are dealt on the table and just lock mm-hmm. eyes with the two dragonborn mm-hmm. and then with a sweep of my hand invite them to the table uh, with a knowing nod I guess with the okay. sweep I kind of like almost shoulder in front of Zika uh, it's, it's like if he slams a table and stands up quickly if I know this place I like go to quickly defend but almost like look to Zika to wait for command okay. no no okay. I, I don't mean any harm please please take a seat mm. I'll put like a reassuring hand on Zeros's shoulder that's, that's the man I it's fine don't worry good okay yeah, you can also see those well, of you, I think, yeah. like, I think Rose and Shadow, you would notice that as Xeros kind of got defensive with the scrape of the chair, he was not the only one. You see hands dart to belts and knives as people begin scouring around. Games of dice that have been being played down here in the, the main bar come to a, a scattering halt as everybody kind of looks around. And then once it's clear that it's just a man making too much noise, activity resumes. Um... Yeah, and you see these two dragonborn heading in the same direction uh, that you appear to be heading as well. I think I'd stage whisper into Rose's ear and say, that, that's the man I saw in my vision. I don't know who the two dragon children are, though. You didn't get told of dragonborn accompanying you? No, but the man and the cards on the table, that, I saw that. Okay, well... Let's be cautious, then. If there wasn't any pre-warning, then this seems a bit strange. I take your lead, Rose. I will walk towards the table. Okay. I will, at the moment, focus on the two Dragonborn, because in my mind, looking at the cards, these two are pretty certain. So I'm like, please, please have a seat, Uh, both of you, uh, I assume. Uh, it's, It's an honor to meet you both. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's an honor to meet you. Uh, you I don't know I'll how be, you appeared in my dreams. You, I'll be going behind them and kind of like doing the gentlemanly thing, like, please sit, and then tucking them in and things like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, your tail, I, I don't know how to... D- I'll let you deal with that. <laughs> it's, it's okay, don't worry. I'll just like tuck it <laughs> to the side and awkwardly just yeah. shuffle in. I'll put my easel off my back, take that off, and just put it to the side. <laughs> how does Xeros uh, respond to this gentlemanly behaviour I mean he avoids the touch but like he in the same way that uh, Jesper <clears throat> nudged the chair I like pull it out slam it into the ground and then just sat with an eye of the entire table like every mm-hmm. seat specifically Zika um, okay. like an overwatching I, I mean no harm trust me you, you clearly have come here as our fates are intertwined, are they not? Just look I think Rose and Shadow, you, can o- you overhear this conversation as you're kind of lingering at the back, like making your way over, but yeah, it seems that the man, the, the man in red has not taken notice or at least doesn't seem to pick up on you immediately as it did with the dragons. Um, do you guys say anything as you overhear like, this kind of topic of conversation? Um, can um, I see the cards on the table? Like the, yes, has... you can. You see there are four cards laid on the table um, very, very clearly. 
Uh, there is one is called the Avenger, and it has a woman with a bow uh, upon it. Um, the next is called the Elementalist, and it shows a white dragon uh, summoning some sort of blizzard. Uh, the next one is called the Warrior, and it's clearly a powerful humanoid man, but with a horned helm in full plate armor. And then the last one is a is called the Priest. And it is of a person, not a tabaxi, but a human, but with very sunken skin and dark eyes. And behind them, the shadows and the darkness is almost taking the shape of a woman behind it. I this, sit down. This one. This is me. This is me. I'm going to uh, just ignore. This is me. I saw this. This this one. Hello. I will pull out a chair at the table for um, Shadow to sit okay. and probably stand behind her. I believe that um, this is also someone you were looking for, on top of these dragonborn who I don't believe we expected. Yes. yes. Although it's a little hazy, uh, the decks never lie, and I assume the priest... Yes. I, Please, take a seat. I saw this. I saw this in my dream. I saw you. I saw you. And you, milady, please, you are also in this deck. Me? You, yes. You're just as important as the rest. I don't quite understand. Why? You'll find out soon enough. Destiny always has its way of telling people. And I'll tell you what I can, but we'll have to find out for ourselves, won't we? I'm just very excited. <laughs> this is all very exciting to Zika. This is all yeah. very like, oh, new thing. Oh. She's like, why? And there's, there's, there's a bubble of activity around you. You can hear the sounds of, uh, you know, there is laughing and there's joking and a few people singing, the clatter of dice in a cup. Um, there's life and activity, although there is this undertone of violence brimming at the surface of it, as in the wrong word or the wrong punch could take this whole place into a very dark, nasty place. But for now, it is a tavern on a rainy night. There is a warm fire and good good ale and good wine, uh, and that seems to be keeping everybody uh, at bay. Um, but yeah, you will take a seat at this table, and you see the man in red um, yeah, standing before you. No, sat before you. Tell me first, you all came here. I wish to hear what brought you, what pulled you to me. Um, I, I was asked to come here by Shadow, and so naturally I'm, I'm curious about what help I could be in this situation, but really my duty is to protect her. Right, so your destinies are already intertwined. Fascinating. And you two? Mm, bodyguard, uh, and I well, nod I... towards Zika. Employer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a little more than that, but we're working on it. Um, he's all right. I'm just I'm following, just following the, the vision. I, this, a vision. I've, I've ah. never experienced anything like this before. It's, I, I saw L Lyra. She came to me in in a dream, and Lyra. she showed me this. Your God. She's, like, yeah. She's the joy bringer. She's she helped spread. 
like it spreads happiness and joy and she helps uh. me with my art she helps my mother with her singing and her dancing and she's she's also a joy bringer she works with the community that i grew up in and we like to hold festivals and lyra is the focus of all that yes that that is the warmth that we need to bring to my lands to cleanse it all of you have a part to play so this is your land not the no <laughs> i mean look around you as much as it is rowdy and pleasant i am not from these lands i'm from somewhere very distant yet quite close you see i see my land is is dying and there is a a devil which grows strong again and I need you to help me cleanse what is either already dead or about to die. I need that warmth from you. And I need your strength. Okay. Um, this, this is all very new to me. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it. Hands up. Uh, this, is, this is fresh. I'm fresh. So, But I will try my best. I will, I will help you in whatever way I can. And Xeros will help too, right? Hmm. Dangerous? Yes, absolutely. Is not everything that is exciting and transformative and revolutionary not a little dangerous? You, you said it was cursed again. It's been cursed in the past? It is a long and, frankly... Too long a story for me to remember. Uh, my people, we like to talk about it uh, a little, but it is uh, depressing to live amongst it. It goes back centuries. Uh, a curse was put upon our lands, and we all fell victim. Us, personally, my people, the Vistani, we have a good deal with, with our lord there. He allows us to leave and come back as we please, which is why I'm able to come to you today, but something is very wrong. And my my leader personally came to me with this task and said that if I was to band these people together, that the deck told me that we could help cleanse and make it new again. Finally, after centuries. No pressure. <laughs> Reshuffle. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't touch them anymore. Fate is sealed. As you, as he mentions, as he says the word sealed, a song begins to play in the tavern, a haunting, ghostly voice that seems to rise from nowhere and everywhere at once. And the crowd falls completely silent as it begins. It is an elven song, and its melody is haunting as it is beautiful. And you hear whispers of the patrons and of the innkeeper. She's never sung this one before. It's, this is a new song. The people take this utterly seriously and in the moments between verses the only sound is the crackle and spitting of the fire and the rain as it drums against the tavern's roof 
those of you that can speak Elvish, you understand the words. You should be able to see it in Roll20 now. But it, the melody haunts you as it begins to play. You can hear it clearly, and the song itself is unusual, one you've never heard in these parts of the world before. That's all. It continues for a moment, and then when it stops, the tavern is silent for a long time before the life and activity returns to it once more. Um, yes, uh, you all heard that, right? I wasn't, uh, I haven't had too much. I heard it, but I didn't understand it. What do you mean? Oh, the language. What language was it? I understand the language of demons and angels, but not this tongue. Elvish. It's it's Elvish. Hmm. And it uh, basically, you know, talked about what I was just talking about. So it's a little uh, on the nose. Hmm. I yes. See. The brother drinks blood of kin. Yes, yes. couldn't help but notice that line in particular. Would this be the person that you're talking of? Uh, potentially. Uh, it seems very very close, does it not? My god came to me in a vision. She said that your land has been plagued by someone who has embraced undeath and hungers for naught but misery and blood. Yes, that sounds about right. Sorry about that, but hey, we're together now, and we have warmth, we have strength, we have uh, a lot ahead of us. When? And you, you want us to go and fix this curse by dealing with this devil who drinks the blood of his kin well uh in a manner of speaking yes and also uh, treat me like your equal i am also put to task it wasn't me that set out on this goal i was given this task myself too so uh, you, will you would be know accompanying us. i have to uh trot you would know that um Ava would be able to give them more information about like how to face the devil and things like that. She would, she's going to know the next steps. Basically, your job was to find them and bring them, and then Ava will be able to assist them in their next to find the tools necessary. I need to take you. Things are moving quicker than I thought. The the reaches of his power. I think that song. It reaches out to us. And we must be quick. I'll take you to her. My leader, Madame Eva. I am ready. She will know more. She knows everything. She's very, very wise. Please treat her with respect. She will kill you. But, you know, she won't directly. Your destiny will just be to absolutely die at some point. It always works out that way. Just be nice. Curious. She's lovely. Okay. Xeros? 
Also, I need to make Be a careful. news impression. <laughs> so you know. I'm just gonna stand up and like hold a hand out to Zika. Okay. I guess that means we're ready. Are we ready? No, I'm nodding. Uh, we already. You want don't drink of water or something. Uh, it's very dead where I'm going. <laughs> you know, uh, a little song perhaps. I'll get up to Luke because I'm clearly nervous about doing this now. And I'll play a very frantic song. <laughs> hey, here we go now. Off on a journey to Parodia. <laughs> I'm gonna like put a finger on the strings of the lute. Impractical. Yes, we leave I... now. Right. I give you inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. One bardic inspiration for Xerox. Wonderful. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Enjoy uh, what you have around you because where we're going, things aren't so quaint. As you say that, as um, the uh, the Dragonborn lays a finger over the loot strings um, and. Yes, but kind of gestures to the the world around you. You can see that there's a gang of kind of nasty-looking thugs. One of which has got an eye patch uh, over one eye. Um, dresses kind of sailorish, but much too well armed to just be a sailor. Uh, they are looking in Jesper's direction at the kind of annoyance of the sound that he kind of briefly played, um, and they you can see them whispering to each other and looking in Jesper's direction. Uh, um, is we, uh, should we expect any trouble here just now? Here? I don't know. I've never been here. Uh, yes. Um, clearly, you're n- not very aware of your surroundings. If we sh- if we're going to leave, then we should probably leave now. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, uh big fella, Z- uh, Zeros. Hmm. Lead the way, and we'll hide in your shadow. <laughs> uh, I will instead, like, gesture them to move in front of me. <laughs> okay. I don't think I could hide all of you. I'm, I'm the sh- shadow. Oh, no. <laughs> Shadow's just mumbling to herself. <laughs> Never mind. So you kind uh... of, like, mumble to yourselves as Xeros kind of herds you out of the tavern, um, having fetched this, gathering up your things... Uh, you head out into the rain, and I'm guessing Jesper will begin to lead you um, to where a small wagon and a pair of horses, uh, a very plain wagon. Um, it has a just a very basic canvas covering, enough for a few people to sit in the back and one driver, uh, which Jesper takes up on, onto uh, himself. Um, and yeah, within a few hours, you are on the road out of Baldur's Gate, and you know these roads well enough. He seems to be leading you south, maybe? Um, and night begins to follow. <clears throat> the mists begin to gather at the edges of the road, growing closer as you slowly make your way and the night wears on. The fog becomes so thick it hangs in the air and soon you cannot see more than a few feet in front of you. The trees and the hills become shapeless ghosts and stretch and move in unnatural ways. And after a few moments, the mist thins 
but the trees and the roads are no longer familiar. Looking behind you, you can see that the road is now completely obscured by a wall of fog which looms in place, watching you silently like a crowd. Ahead of you, the road curves, and above the gnarled, swaying trees, high are stone buttresses with huge iron gates that hang on the stonework whilst dew and cold cling with an icy grip to the rusted bars. Two headless statues of armed guardians flank the gate, their heads lying among the weeds at their feet. They greet you with only cold, dead silence. The wagon creaks, and this is a land that you know is not your own. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to Barovia. This is where you um, are from. Yes, uh, tourism's not great right now, but hey. Was it? Was it ever? I'm sorry. It's not. It's not the most welcoming of places so far. No, a few uh, licks of paint here and there. Uh, some more color. A bit more Vistani would have been a bit more welcoming, but this was built far beyond my time. Now it is dead, undying, and our lord suffers, and... Yes, our souls are trapped. Um, I can see why sorry? my mistress sent me here. Yes. Anyway, uh... So, how do we want to proceed? Uh... First, can we proceed by um, elaborating on the trapped souls, potentially? That's um, yeah. It's very important that I feel that, that that we should know a little bit more about that if we're going to be lifting any curses, potentially trapped here forever ourselves. Oh. I'd quite huh. like to know what that entails. Right. Yes, I've not really. Um, I've buried that one deep in my psyche. <laughs> So that I don't fall apart thinking about, you know, my soul being here for the rest of eternity and, oh, you know what, I'm getting a little, a little flustered thinking about that and I've really suppressed it for years now and <laughs> you will bring it back. You brought it back. I'm very sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to cause alarm, simply just trying to um, uh, learn how we can help this land, of course curses yes. we we don't want those this is a little much for me right now honestly you should really speak to my leader uh, i think we should go to our camp first and uh, she'll have all the calming influence that we need going forward the wagon has a slight bump as it goes over loose stones in the muddy ground you can hear the the horses kind of heavy breaths as it pulls the wagon behind them and as you approach, you finally see these huge gates that you kind of glanced, uh, you glimpsed uh, over the tree line itself um, as you make your way through. Uh, and it looks something like this. So the huge gates, and they loom up um, enormously, towering above you. And as you draw closer, the gates, with a heaving sigh, like a 
a ghost or like a long-held breath. <laughs> they creak open out towards you. You see no signs of anyone pulling levers or winches or any signs of life to open the gates, but open they do as the wagon begins making its way down the road to head between them. You I'm just sketching this, moments. like, furiously. Okay, so you have, like, a sketchbook as you're drawing. Um, yeah. Zika, as she, you look up and you begin sketching, you notice that up until these gates, the land doesn't look particularly diseased. It's dark, and this fog, I think that you and Shadow would know, and actually Rose as well, the three of you, this mist, this is not just fog. There is a presence. There is a sense of a living element to this mist. It's like it's watching you. You can feel this this oppressive eyes just on you all the time, and you can almost see faces and hands moving amongst the mist itself. And as you step through, as the wagon makes its way beneath between the two doors and, and through the gate, you hear as they begin shutting completely on their own behind you this long wail like a rusted chain echoing out across the land the floor here turns to a dark grey green the grass is wilted and brown dying in many places the trees are gnarled and twisted in a way that you've never quite seen before and the road just continues through this dense, heavy wood uh, as the wagon struggles on for a brief few moments longer. Not... I don't even care about the surroundings. I'm just, like, yeah. <laughs> looking at the other three, Shadow, Jesper, and Rose, with, like, sneering eyes. Mm-hmm. Sneering uh, yeah. eyes. Do they, yeah. Would, would Xeros Judgy notice eyes. anything? If he's looking at you, would he notice you guys doing anything or, like, behaving in certain ways? Um, I think Rose would probably be... She's not looking at him in a nasty way, but she's mm. noticed that he's watching as well, so she's watching back so that she knows that Shadow <laughs> okay. is safe in a way because okay. he's been the most hostile so far, so she's sort of a bit... On edge, but trying to remain looking. The moment Rose positive. like looks back at me, is when I kind of like lock eyes and then just stay that way, and maybe even like start to sit forward a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> this is the opposite. She probably just keep looking back, but she wouldn't go any go like he did. She would. More aggressive. She would just probably yeah. smile slightly, and mm -hmm. continue looking at him. So you just kind of meet the challenge, but don't escalate it. Yeah. Okay. Kill him with kindness. Nice. <laughs> Whilst uh, the two of you enjoy this tense uh, moment of the, the, the fighter's stare, um, Zika and Shadow, you're <laughs> kind of keeping your eyes closer on the road. Um, as Jasper, I think you were trying to say something as well, Jasper, when you, you were about to say something. Uh, do not let up your defenses. Uh, everything is wrong here, and everything is tainted in some way so be on your guard that's all i'm saying and it's very hard to see much further you know this mist is kind of all around you and it, it 
it coats everything and it's so oppressively dark um, that it's hard to really see too far down the road. You travel for an hour or so when Shadow and Rose, you cannot ignore the strong scent of rot and death and animals. Um, And as the wagon begins to turn a corner around through this kind of winding forest trail, you can see that the road up ahead there is activity there is something going on do you guys both want to make perception checks in fact rose you were looking more at zero so i'll have shadow make this okay. um perception. yes uh, <laughs> that'll be nine a nine. challenging way <laughs> okay, first roll nine. nine so you you yeah staring at it you don't seem to pick out too many of the details um jesper and zika actually you guys can make the checks as well because jesper i'm guessing is watching the road and then zika you were sketching everything as you you came in so i'd like to think shadow is is distracted by just kind of trying to get the lay of the land like just Mm. i said she doesn't have fur but her probably like her hackles are have risen and she's 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 very tense yeah, yeah. And, you, and you still like, notice like there is this smell of death and rot and, and beasts mm. like animals and you can smell the strong like you know your bestial sense kind of pulls in uh, what's that on that perception Zika so that's a 17 plus 3 okay it's a 20, it's a 20. and then Yeshper oh perception perception I know oh, you're trying yeah. to run the stream as well <laughs> if you could just spin one more plate roll yeah a come on yep I got a nine. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, but you're keeping your eye on the road, but your nerves, like, you're you're kind of just looking down at the road and the horses rather than what's up ahead of you because you know how these roads can be and, you you know, so much is playing on your mind and these strangers that you've brought into your lands and yeah. all the different things that are going on. But, Zika, you kind of staring out into the darkness, there is a brief moment where this very overcast sky the clouds part just enough that the moon illuminates a bit more of the road that allows you to see it and Mm. up ahead perhaps not more than sort of like 80 feet there is uh, you see a body on the ground and a pack of about five wolves around it and they're kind of tearing at the body one has like various arms in its mouth another is eating into the flesh itself these big bites and you can see flesh and blood being torn out by these blood-soaked fangs and maws um and standing behind this scene completely either oblivious or you don't know but there is a figure stood with their back to the whole thing they're just kind of stood looking away from you um as this this man is being eaten you're not sure if he's alive or if it's a dead body he's being torn apart by these wolves um and Jesper, okay. if he doesn't kind of like, he'll realize quite late if, you know, you don't say anything, he's not going to really realize until you're basically on top of them. Okay, I'll, I'll like move to the front of the wagon up to Wesper and just mm-hmm. tap him on the shoulder and just say to oh. him, something's wrong, Jesper, oh. there's this, hello, there's, there's somebody up ahead. Uh, he's he's being attacked by wolves by the looks. Attacked by... I don't know. Yeah, oh. you begin to now hear like the... <laughs> whoa, whoa! I'll uh, pull on the reins. Yeah, you pull on the reins, the horses, like, kind of come to it. But the horses, oddly, don't seem spooked. Like, it's... They just kind of come to normal stop. 
Um, and then, yeah, you all see this sight, this, this sight. A young man, probably about Jesper's age, dressed in a very similar fashion, um, is, yeah, being p- torn apart by these wolves. Long dead now. You can see the body has, has died probably days ago. Um, the only thing you would probably notice is there's a crumpled letter still, like, clutched in his hand. But the wolves are, like, biting legs and tearing flesh and feeding. Um, one of the wolves looks particularly large and then stood behind them is wearing some sort of cloak is a figure just stood looking back uh, down the road towards the way you were going I'll uh, turn around quickly looking into the wagons like everyone (laughs) draw arms something is wrong okay I'll break my stairs (laughs) yeah Um, and yeah I'll stomp out Draw one of the three broadswords. Yeah, it comes out. So you you all get off the wagon at this point, or are you some of you staying in the wagon? Or uh, uh, Rose would probably get out. Okay, so Rose and Zeros have gotten out, but Zika, Shadow, and Jesper staying in the wagon. I will jump out, uh, grabbing the two okay. swords that are by me, unsheath them both, and then jump off. Okay. The three of you jump off, and as your boots hit into the kind of wet mud and this kind of, like, slopping sound as your boots squelch in, uh, the wolves kind of very slowly turn their heads up, bearing these red-coated mouths as their fangs drip with flesh and blood. They just begin growling, but they don't move. And then you just see a single hand come up from the figure, and then it turns. And stood before you is a tall, darkly handsome man in a piece of red breastplate, a large, like, wolf's fur mantle with a big billowing red cape behind him. His skin is pale, and his hair is long and dark, but not as long as Jesper's. And a pair of very cold, very dead eyes stares back at you. So... Seems that I have some guests. And he steps towards you, and Jesper, there is no mistaking who this man is. This I'm is dropping both swords the devil. and falling to a knee. <laughs> he lo- he sees this and he's like You know your place, Vistana. You've done well. So introductions are necessary. I am Count Strad von Zarovich, and this is my kingdom. He kind of looks down at you all. So you are the latest pawns in this game. A tragedy. And he just looks at you for a moment, as if waiting for a response. Yes, we... Lord... uh, we mean no harm. I apologize if we intruded upon a- anything that you were doing. I, I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> no, my boy. There is no reason to apologize. I do so love having guests. I must warn you of only one thing, traveler. You will find no respite here. Whatever purpose this Vistana 
has brought you here for. You will not see it succeed. This is my realm. It obeys my rules. As will you. Do not meddle in my affairs. And your stay will not be unpleasant. And then he begins to just... He looks down at the body. Looks back at you. Let the games begin. And in, in a flash, his body seems to split into hundreds of different pieces that all seem to form into bats as this swirling storm of beasts and furs and wings flies up into the air and disappears down the road. I'll fall backwards onto my back and just be panting heavily. No. That was him. Why is we all... Why this is the person that him? you want us to def- Yes, exactly. You don't understand. You don't know who that is. That was him, the lord of this land. He controls everything. Life and mostly death. We're all dead. I don't know why she sent me. Uh, can I go over to Jesper and place yeah, sure. a paw on where I think human hearts are um, and cast uh, Calm Emotions. Okay, um, yeah, perfect. And I'm just going to whisper, Calm yourself, Vesper. Calm. You are no good in this emotional state. Thank you. You're yeah, so all that fear you felt is gone, Jesper. Yeah, you'd probably see... Oh, I've gone a bit blurry. Um, you'd probably see um, a golden kind of just what li- uh, wave of uh, light just kind of go out from my paw and pass all over Jesper and then come back into, uh, into shadow. And you'd probably see me shiver a little bit first. And then, In yeah. In my emotions, eh? Uh, this is... This is why the cards picked you, I assume. The wolves begin to dissipate, and you can see them making their way back into the forest, watching you warily, but the wolves begin drifting apart. So Rose is watching the wolves intently with her... Her hand is on her bow, she's got an arrow drawn, and she's glaring at them, and she looks very angry. Yeah, the, um, you can see Rose... Like these, these wolves are not acting like beasts. They are following orders. These wolves, if these were natural wolves, they would have attacked you guys. Like the, the second that you didn't like draw fire and weapons and things like that, they would have been on you. But the fact that they just waited and then as soon as their master seemingly left, they're just off into the woods. I mean, I drew a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you had, like, one of you armed, but yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. If these were normal wolves, they they probably would have attacked. But the fact is, is they didn't. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm doing exactly the same as Rose, like, right next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have many wolves in this land? I don't have any. He has all of them. By all of them, how many do we mean? I don't know. We tend to avoid them. There's a lot. And they all bow to him. Jesper, speak calmly. Who is this man that we just met? Why are you so scared of him? Without him, 
None of this would be the way it is. His power, his grip on Barovia is held tight. It is his land, his power. For what I'm told, these mists are also his. The death, the undying. It's all him. For centuries, he has reigned. Everything he does is out to get us. I'm sorry, friends. I've brought you to your death. So he knows you came to fetch us to kill him? I don't know what Madame Eva had in store for me, but nothing goes without him knowing. Maybe he thinks this is all futile. Or maybe we're... I don't know her plan. We need to go speak to her straight away. Hmm. I agree. Me too. This is... This is bad. He was there waiting. For us. I've never seen him before. So, have the wolves garden completely now? The walls, yeah, they've now reached um, the the edges of the. They've they've disappeared into these gnarled, thick woods on either side of the road, and the woods are thick and massive. You can see that they stretch on maybe for miles here. Uh, the only thing left is this body, this savaged, brutally ripped apart body, and it's still just like clutching this letter, and it's just lying in the road. Yeah. Um. Can I approach that and take the letter from its hand? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's um, blood-stained, crumpled, um, but sealed still, um, and it bears a strange uh, seal upon it. While Rose is uh, taking the letter, Mm -hmm. can I start to, I guess, uh, tend to the body, like turn it over, close the eyes, just try and cover it as best I can and say some prayers? Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. So you begin this kind of process. Yeah, Rose will... um, nod at Shadow in thanks for what she's doing. Okay. Xeros and Zika, um, while they're doing that, what are you guys doing? Um, I'll turn to Jesper and ask what game? You must understand, my big, imposing friend. You are but an ant on the heel of Strad. You are nothing. None of us mean anything. He is a god in his lands. We are a pawn on the chess table. And he's having fun with us. Why would he do that? Why would anyone do that? I don't know. He's beyond any of us. Madame Eva, again, she will know more. Why he is like this, why he has been terrorizing our lands, putting us in fear for so long. Why you? I don't know. Oh, can you touch me again, cat? Please? <laughs> I think it's wearing off. One moment, friend. <clears throat> I am dealing with this poor soul here. Oh. So as you are, can I? As you are tending sorry, to the body, open shadow. The letter as well, while she's tending so as to you, the letter. As you the, begin the opening the letter, yeah. As you begin opening the letter, shadow, um, 
yeah, the body is completely savaged. It uh, looks like it's yeah died to wolves. Has been has been probably here for a few days. Um, and you notice that yeah, like the wolves. There's something you would notice it almost immediately is that this body has been dead longer than those wolves and Strad were here. As if he waited and then set the wolves on it just as you arrived. You get the sense that he was waiting with this body specifically for the moment you would all arrive and then he commanded the wolves to start eating it. Because all of their their bites and the the bite marks are fresher than what killed him. Mm. Um, And as you are doing that, can you make a... Make an initiative roll for me, please. Everybody. What? Just shadow what? for now. Uh, oh. Oh, God. That'll lucky. be a seven. Well, you're lucky because you notice that in just, just with enough time, the body, you hear it <gasps> as it reaches for you, as this spark of undeath takes it and it goes to grab you. Uh, what do you want to do? Mm. Uh, I guess can I hiss and pull back I'm dead and uh, I guess I guess yeah immediately I would probably cast Guiding Bolt sure do it just cast it um, so apologies my first time being a cleric so okay. uh, ranged spell attack um, mm-hmm should have a bonus there so on D&D did that Beyond. Make, yeah. did that do it uh yeah so i rolled a six, six to hit that is unfortunately yeah d20 I plus missed. four you rolled a two and then got a plus four wow. so you uh, you'd have advantage because technically uh yeah this thing is pretty slow so roll again um okay. it's pretty um, slow and it's prone you're aware of it like i'll definitely give you advantage it's almost like a surprise 15 round. on my second uh on my second yeah. roll yeah. So and, this time the uh, radiant energy blasts into it for twelve points of damage. Sorry, I know you were about to read that out. Um, so the radiant energy kind of comes out as you stand up quickly, and it strikes into the the creature's body. Uh, it seems to um, kind of sh- like shudder on the ground, uh, and parts of its flesh have been blown away, but it still kind of reaches up for you. Um, and then, so this is a surprise round, so it will go, and then everybody else will basically get a chance for it to, to go. Uh, um, the next ooh. attack roll gets advantage. On it. That's well remembered. On it. So, uh, does, would a 12 hit you? No. Would a 5 hit you? That's also a no. No. And then finally, does a natural 20 hit you? Yes, it does. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 23. That's going to be 5 plus uh, d4. So that is 8 points of damage. As this creature tries to grab you, like it tries to swipe at you with these claws, like these not, like it's basically tries to like grab you and punch you twice and then it seeks its its rotten teeth and half of its jaw is hanging off. One of its eyes has been pulled out of its socket and it clamps down onto your arm and you feel its human teeth bite into the flesh and almost try and rip part of your flesh off, but you manage to kind of pull it away at the last second. Um, I'm not going to have you guys roll initiative because this thing is so slow. I'm just going to say everybody take a turn <laughs> against this thing because it's okay. so slow. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just start with Shadow and then we'll just go round in clockwise, I guess. Or I guess like the two fighters would probably react faster. So Shadow and then uh, Zeros and Rose. Yeah. Rose, so. Rose first as well, yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. Um, sure. Uh, so yeah, you so... see this thing just kind of like 
and just start biting into shadow. Uh, so I'm right next to it, so I'm going to pull out my short sword. Um, and so that's a 14 plus 7 to that hit. That will hit easily. Uh, and then... uh, it'll be plus 5 with your short sword, don't forget, because it's your longbow gets an extra plus 2. Uh, so 2 plus 3, I think. Yeah. So oh, wait, five... no, sorry, I rolled the wrong thing. Um, I rolled the wrong dice. I'm a d6 that's for right. this. Yeah, you're looking at your longbow. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> um, one plus three, four. Woo! Big hit! Yeah. You stab into there it and you kind of see it shuffle for a moment. You almost tear through one of its arms, but it doesn't quite get all the way through being a piercing, uh, stabbing motion. It kind of... And it sucks out. And there's still fresh blood in this body. It's It's been dead long enough that the blood comes out as this thick black sludge it's it's you know con um it's uh, congealed and it's become kind of putrid in its own body over the last few days um and it doesn't spray so much as it just sort of begins to leak out and it's covered all of the the blade itself with this thick icarus blood um uh then i guess like xeros do you want to do something yeah i'm gonna action surge <laughs> okay <Straight away. laughs> and just wail on this thing okay so just you just come charging up slams uh, sure. So a plus six to hit. Um, sure. Natural one. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> followed by. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, it up. Because this thing ain't hard to hit. The second one is a 12. Uh, what was that? The second one is a 12. 12 will hit. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so 2d6 plus four. So 11 damage. Oh, I can re roll that too. If I you wanted can. to, so I'll do that. No, it's 9 plus 5, plus 9, 13. 13 points of damage. Can you roll a d20 for me? Uh, oh god, okay. No, that's 12, ignore that. Uh, 4! My god, my rolls so you, are awful! You, you sever one of this creature's legs as you chop down with the greatsword. It just cleaves one of its legs off entirely. Um, and the leg kind of goes scattering behind you with the force of the blow. Uh... But the creature, even though the blood is leaking out of it, it's still just got enough energy that it's trying to claw again towards Shadow and get a grip on them. Um, but one of its, it's now kind of like hobbling on the ground, only able to pull itself along with one leg in its arms uh, as it makes its way across. Uh, anybody else want to do anything? Uh, yeah, I can cast a ray of frost at it. Sure, go for I it. I guess. The leg, by the way, as you severed it, uh, you think you kind of watch the leg go skittering along the mud. And then within a second, the leg kind of like rights itself and it begins no. kind of hopping towards <laughs> oh, the rest no. of the body. <laughs> it's gone evil dead. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Do not. So, Zika, what does it look like ideal. when you. What does it look like when you cast this ray of frost? Uh, Zika's really genuinely terrified. Like, this is okay. awful for her. Um, yeah. So Do you want to take this advantage of and... fear? Oh yeah, go on then. Okay. Um, let's do it. <laughs> That's why I, I love it. Let's do it. So that twenty so, like, on the first one. This is ah! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my yeah. god! And that twenty <laughs> followed by a one that. again. Again, yeah. Oh, god. So my yeah, claws are trembling. I'm trying to like summon the warm energy of Lyra to guide me, but it, I'm just really struggling with it. It's just it's yeah. too much. This- and it, it's like, I think that the zombie looks up at you and you can see its jaw kind of slacked 
and it kind of unhinges for a moment and its jaw like the flesh rips away as it kind of looks over you and you can't help but see the kind of shape of the man who would have once been there this young man yeah. probably no older than Jesper these bright eyes would have once been where this now half empty socket and this glassy undead eye remains and just that image and the, the fear you're already feeling the bolt just goes wide as this ray strikes across the ground um, yeah. Shadow or Jesper uh, I will pick up my two swords being karma mm-hmm. and I will very dexterously spin towards it and aim for its head with my sword and dagger sure. which is a little longer than go the average it. dagger uh, so that will go be... for it I'm using my mobility Okay. It's just a regular D20 to hit plus 5. 13. That will hit. Lovely. D4 plus 3 for the first one. As if it's uh, with your rapier, it's a D8. You're right. It's your dagger, the wrong one. Well, that's the dagger. And okay. 11 and 16. Oh. Yeah, you need to roll to hit again to see if you roll 28. Yeah, yeah, you do. I hit. With this, I think, Jesper, you kind of launch forward. The rapier skewers through the throat. You bring the dagger down on the side of the head, and with enough force, you can kind of rip, uh, kind of separating the kind of head and the, the neck from, from each other as it completely comes loose, and the creature just kind of falls back to um, to, to true death uh, as, as it I, just uh, slump, slumps in the mud. Do the final slice, I say, go to rest, brother. Yeah, you can't help but notice the, the same Vistana clothing uh, on this young man. But yeah, it uh, falls falls to the ground, lifeless, uh, as the the mist enshrouds all around. Uh, That's why. <laughs> uh, and then Rose, uh, if you still turn your attention to the letter, yes, that's what it says. Yeah, read that's. <clears throat> uh, if you scroll yeah, down, you should be able to read the text of it. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. So you can re- if you read it out loud, Katie, and then podcast listeners can know what it says. Okay. Hail to thee of might and valor! I, a lowly servant of Barovia, sent to honor thee. We plead for thy so desperately needed assistance. The love of my life, Irina Koyana, has been afflicted by an evil so deadly that even the good people of our village cannot protect her. She languishes from her wound, and I would have her saved from this menace. There is much wealth in this community. I offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows if thou shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, for his, her time is at hand. All that I have shall be thine. Kolyan Inderevich, Burgomaster. I see. I will probably pass this to Jesper. Thank you. I don't know who this person is. Do you know of them? No. I, have I heard of this before? You you'd know the burgomaster of um he's the burgomaster of Barovia, the village of Barovia, one of the three main settlements basically. Um so yeah, you know the Burgomaster. I don't think you would know who Irina is. Maybe you might have heard that you might be just like, I think it's her daughter or something like that, is his daughter. Um, but you know the Burgomaster. He's he's supposed to be a fi- uh, an actual good man in Barovia. He's 
caring and tries to do the right things. He's he's one of the rare good ones. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably what you know about him. I relay that information. Say, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is clearly important. If Strahd were here to place this, you know, I feel like it's part of the. Uh, and I look at Zeros, the game, so to speak. But this is important. Someone dear to him is afflicted. Well, it sounds like finding her would be a good good option to see what she's been affected by. Maybe. Maybe we should go to your master and then onwards to find Arena. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you will need to pass through the village of Barovia to reach um, the camp where Madame Eva is. Yes, that's the uh, the, the little uh, itch with that is we will be passing through his village anyway. So maybe we'll find out soon enough. We must be cautious. This body, this theatrics with the wolves... It was placed here by this Strad for us to find. This letter, he knows what it says. He knows that we will go on this path. Yes, yes he will. And he'll know everything. And uh, frankly, I don't know what to do other than help people in need. So uh, I wish I had more for you all. We go we with our eyes game. open. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's but first, game. but first, I must properly send this poor soul to the fugue plane. Excuse me, and Little then I'll where? go back to tending to the body and piecing it back together. <laughs> you might not to... <laughs> have much luck with that poor fellow, uh, but give it a go. You might have more power. Who knows? Well, good luck. The dead so must what is still it? have the rights. So what does it look like when Shadow does this? Like, what is Shadow's method of, of you know, sending the body off? Do you do anything to, like, bury it? Well, or so is it, like, uh, just a prayer over the body? Pulling it back together. I think if nobody stops me, I will probably reach into my pack and mm. uh, pull out a very ornate shovel head that I attach to my quarterstaff and start digging a hole by the roadside. Um, and if nobody stops me, I'll just carry on mm-hmm. doing that and, you know, um, burying the poor soul uh, as together <laughs> as I can. Okay. Obviously, I probably don't have time to stitch him back together, but if I did, I no. probably would. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah it'll so take I'll you about an hour to dig like a, a shallow grave and kind of put the bodies in and stuff like that. I think yeah. she starts doing that. I'll like turn to Zika, say she wastes her time and I'll open the wagon door for her and uh, like just go back to sit in there. Just kind of sit, have like a sit down. Rose will probably probably help Shadow to speed up the process of burying the body. Mm. Okay. I Mm -hmm. respect your your dealings with the dead, but uh, I urge you to make a little more haste because there's a lot more death coming up and a lot of bodies to enter <laughs> whatnot. You could always help, Bard. I've had my fair share of burying my friends. Thank you. 
At least teach me a little of the ways of the funeral rites of the Vishtani so I can get this right. That's well, the Vistana, well, yeah, I'd say like the Vistana and the Barovian funeral methods are burn the bodies because they know that if you just bury them, they not sometimes come back to life. So I think yes. it's more funeral pyres than burials. Hmm. Let there be no trace of what once lived so that it doesn't come back in a way it didn't intend. Hmm. Fair. In which case I'll stop. I'll stop burying it. And uh, yeah, set fire. I think I've got a tinderbox and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll um, hmm. build a quick funeral pyre and yeah, say some prayers and yeah. send this poor soul on their way. I think that would be the Vistana method. I think the Barovians still bury their dead because uh, of old customs, but the Vistani would probably burn mm. their, their living because they know better. Um, yeah, okay. You guys spend that time doing that. Yeah, and, and you, uh, you, you feel satisfied in what you've done, and the road continues on. Um, the wagon continues making its way down this old road until eventually uh, tall shapes begin to loom out of the dense fog that surrounds everything here. The muddy ground gives way to slick, wet cobblestones, and the tall shapes become recognizable as village houses. The windows of each stare out at you with pools of blackness for eyes, and the silence of this place weighs on you heavily until the sound of a solemn church bell rings once, twice, and then fades away to more silence. You make your way through the kind of twisted, narrow village it's it's a village more than a town but the houses here are packed tightly enough together that there are clear streets there is no defensible wall it is all sort of mixed amongst each other um and you can see that on a small hill there is a church with a bell tower and what appears to be a cemetery behind it um and as you make your way through the only building that you can see with any obvious life is there appears to be an inn um, where a sickly glow of yellow light is escaping from the cracks beneath the door and the seams of boarded-up windows. Uh, everywhere else is near-dead silent. Um, if there are people in these houses, you will need to get a lot closer to find out. Would you what like sort of to time do is it? It's late. It's, you know, late evening. You know, you're getting right. close to sort of like, you know, it's hard to tell because the night's so overcast, the moon really only comes out in these short bursts, but maybe you're like approaching sort of like 10 p.m.-ish. It's it's late evening. Um, and yeah, there's just no sign of life whatsoever here. Um, apart from this one building, this inn that you can see uh, directly on your way. Shall we well, find somewhere to stay? Uh, stay? <laughs> you want to stay somewhere? Uh, well, what do you propose we do? Uh, we... You know this land. We're we're strangers here. We we need to know what to do next. Barovia, uh, this village is a wonderful place, full of life and happiness. <laughs> I wish it is not that. The people here are strange, and they are not Vistani. We must be cautious around them. Some are not who they once were, or have been who they were for a long time, but aren't aware of it. <laughs> that sort of thing. So, more of those zombie people? 
No, not quite. There are some people that... You'll see. You'll see. I don't know if I want to see, Esper, I'll be honest with you. I wish I didn't have to show you, Zika, but they're going to be here and they'll make themselves known. Okay. It's okay. going to be okay. You, you said joy and warmth and uh, your god, uh, Lyra, was it? Think of her. Yeah. I'll, I'll try, Esper, I'll try. We need her here right now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it is also quite late evening, so obviously if you guys, you know, will need to eat at some point, you might have trail rations so you can keep going. Um but yeah, the wagon creaks its way through the kind of main road leading through town, and as it draws closer to this inn building, you see the door kind of cracks open a little bit. Um and a uh, another Vistana, a Vistani man very similar to Jesper kind of wearing the same sort of red and yellows kind of pokes his head out. Uh, he has like a thin mustache and turning into a sort of goatee. Um, his hair is shorter and sort of like cropped at the the sides uh, as he looks out uh, and he calls. He just looks up. He's like, hey, is that wine? Are you bringing wine? Oh, uh, who's there? One, one second. Uh, do I have wine? I can't remember. Uh, I start rummaging through my little. Do you mind standing up a second? There's a storage chest under you. Uh, I think I've got wine. Yes, here we go. Oh, come bring it in. We ordered this ages ago, but we've been waiting on our delivery. Oh, come in. Come, yes. come, come. Ugh, I turn around and wink at everybody else and hop off. Okay. What's um, that supposed what to mean? What are the rest of you guys doing? What, 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 is that, what is the wink? What is that supposed to mean? Uh, are you sure that you were definitely sent know. to this man? It doesn't seem like he knows what to do or who to trust. I don't know who to trust here. You can trust me. Well, I know that, but beyond that... Well, you asked. You said I don't know who to trust, and I'm sat right here next to you. It's not like I buried your brother or anything. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I I didn't mean to offend. Wow. I'm well aware. I just... I, it's a very strange place, Shadow. It's a strange time. True. True. Uh, the man who is talking to Jesper kind of looks up. He's, he kind of sees you, Rose, um, before he sees the other non-humans. Uh, and he's like, Ah, oh, lady, come on. Come inside and have a drink. It's cold. You shouldn't be traveling around at night anyway. All of you. Oh, my... And he kind of sees the rest of you. He's like, You're not from... Bur you're, you're outsiders. You should come in now. What he says. Uh, okay. I'll gingerly start yes. making my way up. Come, 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 come. Uh, is, he looks at you, Jesper. Uh, he's just like, you can leave the wagon around the back if you need to. You come in, have some wine. Get out of... Uh, you shouldn't be outside. Not here in Barovia. Uh, in the village. Why are you not with... Uh, why are you in Barovia, in the village? We own the inn. Oh, this is our inn. Right? Yes. Interesting choice. Yes, yes, yes. And you're, you're traveling in the companion also, bringing... What is this? Dra dragons that walk on two legs and a cat and a cat that stands as tall as a man. Ah, yes, you must come in. Come in. Uh, and he gestures uh, into I'm the not inn. man. You heard the man. Let's go. Okay. I'll look to Xeros just for his. Just, <laughs> just for some advice or just for something. I'll just nod. That's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
That's all I got. The man sort of ushers you inside, and inside you find... I mean, to call it... <sighs> well, first of all, as you're making your way in, you can see that above the doorway there is a sign um, that hangs kind of askew. It looks like it's it's fallen into disrepair. Um, and the name of the tavern is... It, it was originally called the Blood of the Vine, but somebody has scratched out the F and replaced it with an N, so it actually is called the Blood on the Vine Tavern. Um you can see that there is these grapes, these blood-red grapes, uh, kind of standing uh, as the main symbol. Um, but as you are hush, uh, ushered inside, uh, there is a fire. Uh, it doesn't give off much warmth, but it's far better than the cold of being outside. Um, and you can see that there are three individuals kind of huddled inside, and then a very large, burly uh, bartender who seems to be at the back. Um... And the three individuals all appear to be Vistani, uh, like Jasper. And when you motion inside, you can see there are two women. One appears to be the man's wife, and then the other you assume is their daughter. Uh, and uh, he gestures you inside. Uh, he's just like, Ah, oh, welcome, welcome, travelers. Uh, my name is Elenka. This is uh, my wife, Mirabel, and our daughter, Sor- Sorvia. Uh, this is our this is our inn. Um, what? What an... What by the Dark Lord has brought you here to this place? Uh, fate. <laughs> Mostly. Come, friends, you are... Hey. We are so lucky to be among friends here. Thank you. Yes, yes, you are among friends here, and uh, this place is, is well, not safe, but uh, the devil does not bother us here. It is... Uh, 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 you are visitors. We do not often offer a free drink, but perhaps a wine for at least uh, one glass for you each. That would be most kind. He kind of looks to everybody else like, yes? I think I would yes, please. water. Thank you. Just just oh, a water, water for now. You are definitely not from Barovia, young lady. Here we drink wine, and it is good wine here. We're not much of it left, but we have some. Uh, and what about the, dra- the dragons that walk like men and, and women? I this know, is... Right. I've never seen like one of your kind before. One has got sparkly colorful bits on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you carry m- paint? Is this is this a, a canvas? Is yes, yes, I'm an artist. Well, Do you want me I to paint you? I can paint you. I can paint your in. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Of course, we would love that. Me and me and my wife and daughters, absolutely. <laughs> a little bit of color and life in this place would be most welcome. Um, I'd be honoured to. Oh yes. Well, let me fetch a wine. And he goes to the bar, and you can see the barman is very different. He doesn't dress like these three. The barman wears these drab greys and browns. Um, a larger, heavy-set man. He just is cleaning glasses. And then he finishes cleaning one, puts it on the shelf, picks up the next one, cleans it, puts it back, doesn't say a word. You don't see him speak to anyone. You don't see him do anything except clean glasses. And if you watch him for a time, he finishes cleaning the last glass on the shelf. He puts it back. He seems to look around. Then he goes back to the very first glass that is already clean, and he cleans it again. And he just does this over and over and over. Um, 
you see the Vistani Alenko Alenka walks up to him and he's like, Arik, bottle. Uh, bring us a bottle of the of the mash. Uh, and he just kind of looks up and you can see these just really sad looking eyes. Yes. He just reaches up, takes a bottle, gets glasses for everybody who wants one, pours, 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 puts the wine back. Wine. And you see the Vistani kind of gathers it up. He's like, talkative as ever. And he kind of comes back to you all. And he's like, ah, here we go. One wine, one wine, one wine, and uh, a water, I guess, uh, for this young lady. Uh, ah, yes, come and sit. Ah, it is uh, good to have other people around. It has been... Uh, Particularly dark days of late. It's okay, friends. They are Fistani, like me. You can trust these people. Yes, yes. Of course, yes. You can trust us here in in, in Barovia. We are the only people here with a little is. soul left. Well, not all. There are still some Barovians who have a bit of life to them. Your your barkeep doesn't doesn't seem Fistani. Oh, Arik, no. He's a Barovian, and, uh, well... He's not quite all there, if you know what I mean. Was he always like this? Is that like something this? to do... Yes, is it something to do with the the curse that we have heard about? <laughs> I mean, if you, in, if you infer that was he always like this, yes. Uh, he is soulless. He does not have his soul. Don't know what else to tell Excuse you. He's a shell. Me. Yes, what he's a shell. How does one lose that? Well, the mists, your soul can't get through them, so they are here, and there's not enough of the living ones left. I mean, Vistani, like, this this handsome young man, and he points to Jesper, myself and, and our kind, we can come and go. We can meet people in other worlds, worlds like the ones you've come from, and uh, we can have children, and we can do all sorts of fun things, but uh, if you get my meaning, uh, and he kind of winks at his wife when he says that, um... But the Barovians, well, there's only so many souls here, so not every child gets to have one. Some of them grow up a little bit like Alric here. I mean, he's technically alive. He's not a zombie or anything like that, but it's just nothing to him. He just, I tell him to do something, he does it, no complaints, but just doesn't get any joy. He can, that's it. Very, yeah, don't know what else to tell you. So he is born like this. Yes, yes, there's several children like him. Sad, I know, tragic. But this is the this is what Barovia is. The Barovians made their choice. They should not have killed the Lord when they did. Shouldn't have not killed like the Lord. Not like us, Vistani. We knew better. Yes, 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 we did. Shouldn't have killed the the Lord. Is that uh? Is that a different lord to the one that we have seen, Jesper? There's one. There's one lord of these lands. Only one. Only one now and always. And, uh, yes. Yes, it's a long story. I mean, the details are scattered, but uh, Vistana know a little bit more. Uh, I'm not a very good storyteller, I must admit. Uh, I wish I was, but I'm not really. But, uh... Madame Ava knows how to tell it, but from what I remember, our Dark Lord comes from a, a royal line, and he he made a dark pact. Uh, he gained some powers or something. 
And the people killed him for it. Uh, and I'm ever since... close the windows while he's talking, because I'm paranoid of... The windows are already closed. They're, like, yeah. barred with heavy wooden bars. Like, they've been nailed in. There's no shutters or glass here. It's all just heavy woods. And you I'll can just... see it when he speaks, he, his voice does drop, yeah. I'll just look around, making sure there's no, like, yeah. points of entry from the outside entry. world to listen. Sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, he just kind of leans in and his voice goes darker. He watches us from the castle. You might not be able to see it from here, but if you go up to the cemetery, you can see it. Castle Ravenloft, they call it. It looks down out upon all of the lands he commands. It's his kingdom. These people are his people. What a lovely lot they are, too. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> well, we just... Uh... Never mind. He kind of looks at you oddly and kind of waits for a moment. But come, friends, where are you from? What are your names? At least tell me that. It's been so long since we've heard new names. My name is Shadow Beyond the Veil. I was going to say, you are very quiet. (laughs) Shadow Shadow Beyond the Veil. A strange name, but then you are a strange creature, I can imagine. Can we shorten that somehow? Shadow, perhaps, or Veil? That is acceptable, either. Ah. You are very strange. And you can see the daughter of this Vistana is looking at Shadow like cat pet cat <laughs> um, but is kind of like watching with eyes wide uh, the wife is very quiet and just kind of sips a glass of wine slowly kind of smiling as her husband talks and speaks to you um, but nothing too uh, doesn't really jump into the conversation um, but he Elenka kind of like gestures from from shadow and what of you my draconic friends what what are your names uh, my name is Zika Bistan and uh, this is this is Zeros Miss Dan, he's my brother. I didn't know you were You are related. siblings. <laughs> wow. We well, are, yeah. No. Wait, you have both uh, of You the are, same but you are yeah. not. But we're brother and sister, Zeros. It's it's fine. It's fine. We are blood. Yeah, that makes. So you, you are related. Yes. yes. Right. Strangers, I'll never get used. We're to working it, right, on it. We're dear? working on it. <laughs> that sounds good. I think you should. And what of you, long lady, the, the water drinker? You'll be drinking wine before you leave Barovia, I promise you that. Well, the way things are going, maybe so. Uh, yes, I'm Rose Vinandi. Rose, now that is a good name. That is a fine name, yes, very good. Well, we are honored to have you here. And what about you, Vistana brother? What's your name? I don't think we've met before. Yes, sir. Pleasure to meet you. It's good to see some nice Vistani in, in this village. You choose a strange place to hold a business. Well, you know, the people here, they need wine. Everybody needs wine. Eh, we figured that this was a good way to do it. And besides, uh, with, uh, with the girl growing up, we didn't want to be roaming around too much longer. We've, we've done our traveling. We've, we've done our duty to the Lord, shall we say. And he right. kind of gives you a knowing look with that, Jesper. Like, he kind of, like, you know what I mean. Wink, yes. wink. Um, but as you are, as he kind of finishes that conversation, uh, there is a loud knocking at the door, and the, all the kind of jovial welcomingness shoots out of the Vistani's face as he looks at it like, 
suddenly, um, and you hear a kind of like a very kind of dry voice, like, "Hello, hello, is anyone there? It, it's it's me. It's 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 Father Donovich. I I was ringing the bell. It is time for evening prayer. Perhaps you didn't hear it. I really think that we should we should all gather for for a prayer to the morning Lord this evening, more than ever. Uh, please, hello, anyone." And you see the Vistana kind of looking at each other and looking at Jesper like, what do we do? Do we open the door? I don't like the sound of it. <laughs> but we must... Uh, Father, is that really you? It, it, yes, yes, it, it is me. I, I know it is strange to be out at this late, but but no, but nobody came to, morn, to the evening prayer. I, I really feel that you should. The morning Lord will bless us. He will protect no, us. Stand up. Uh, and yeah. walk over to the door. I won't open it, but I'll just get close to the door and just leave. Oh my goodness. And then you hear, like, the shuffling of feet scurrying away. Uh, this voice, this unexpected, <laughs> deep, growling voice, enough to scare whoever was outside away. Um, and I, like, turn around, like, adjust my chainmail, and then come and sit down. <laughs> Well, uh, does does Zeros or Zika drink, by the way? Because there is a glass of wine in front of you, but I don't know if you guys would drink it. Zika, did you drink it? I'll I'll, I'll drink. I'll I'll have the wine, yeah. I'll take it. So I've been holding mine, but I haven't been drinking anything, so the moment she finishes hers, I then just pass that and put that in front of her as well. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So you get another one. I mean, it's it's okay wine. It's not amazing, but it's strong, and right now a drink is kind of warming at least. Um, kind of staves off some of the fear. Uh, I just what a shadow drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm kind of staring at the barkeeper, and I'm kind of doing little experiments. Like, if I move one of his glasses to the other side, or if I just, you know, just kind of... I'm just trying to... <sighs> the fact he has no soul, I don't... Mm. Yeah, so, like, you, you kind of move the glass, and he's like, he looks at you, please don't. <sighs> and he kind of gets up, and he picks it, and takes it back to its spot. Uh, and cleans it. Talk to Alenko. What is it? What is it like, not having a soul? Fine. Do, what do you aspire to? He just looks at you, and it's a sad look. You can just see there is just nothing. There's no ambition, there's no joy, there's very little. The only emotion you can really pick up on is fear. Um, when the door like went, he looked as scared as everybody else did, but there's no joy. He just is like, to survive. Puts the glass back, takes the next one, cleans that. Puts that back, next one, cleans can I- that try and take his hand and just hold his hand and no he doesn't know he won't let he he would just snatch his hand away like stop just leave i my heart breaks for you friend he kind of looks at you for a moment then you will not fare well in barovia and then he goes turns his back and goes to like carry something to the back room um as this all goes down and the the evening continues Alenka kind of like you know doesn't offer you any more wine but the fire is at least warm um and you can hear you know 
the sound of like shuffling around and things like that. The, the evening is progressing. You don't really hear any noises from other houses. No other guests come into the into the tavern until n- around what you must think is about midnight, when there is an ear piercing scream that echoes through the entire town. Uh, even with the windows barred and the doors shut, you can't help. And it's it's a genuine women's scream of panic and fear and then you begin to hear the clash of what sounds like maybe blades or like creatures growling and scrabbling um coming from outside and you see the Vistani look around just like ah none of our business and he begins shuffling his family out to probably the stairs that lead up to their living quarters I was in the middle of like doing my paint oh sorry you go (laughs) No, you go. You carry on. No, 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 that's all right. You go. What, what do you mean, none of our business? None of your business. There are people out there in need. Then I suggest you go and help them, Shadow Beyond the Veil. And then he's like, you'll have to finish your painting another time, Miss uh, Zika. My family needs to get safe. And he begins taking them upstairs. Uh, and he, he, do you notice he doesn't wait for you? As soon as him and his family are upstairs... The, the door that's like the, the little kind of like ladders that lead up to the second floor is pulled up and shut. <laughs> uh, it's good to see Does that start. happen happen often around here? The, the screams, do we know what that is? Do you know what it could be? Should we help? It's probably someone being killed or butchered by some unthinkable, horrible creature of the night. Well, then shouldn't we help? Well... That is why... Another scream echoes as Jesper speaks. Another kind of like... This time it's joined by like the, the sound of like a man um, in battle. Kind of like, ah, come on! If Get away! The hand that was dealt to me is for this purpose. Then I will follow your lead. If you are truly the soldier... Or the Avenger, or the Elementalist, or the Priest. I look at all of them. This is your destiny. I can't go on my own. I need help. The deck was not dealt alone. (laughs) I think any time there's a scream, anyone that's, like, looking at me, there is, like, a wince, like, a very, very subtle wince. Uh, But otherwise, like, after each scream, I'm kind of, like, looking at Zika like waiting for like yeah. to be told what to do waiting for a command yeah if you want to okay. save a life maybe now's the time to do it I'm gonna um, go towards the door okay so Rose begins pulling out her gear okay uh, yeah you open the door and yeah you can definitely hear the sounds of fighting coming from not too far away um she needs to check where I will start following Rose. Where she goes, I go. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's yes. um, coming out, out of the tavern itself. Uh, it's down a street, but, you know, kind of like a narrow row of houses to your uh, left. Um, there appears to be a large house at the end of the row of the streets. Um, this one here. Uh, if you scroll down a bit, Trot, you should be able to see it. Uh, this one here. 
this large house. You can see that there is a ring. There's like an iron fence that surrounds this large mansion. Uh, the fencing has been twisted and torn. Uh, there are stones loose and broken, and you can hear the sound of thumping against wooden walls um, and a kind of cackling screech uh, coming from uh, creatures somewhere around the house. Um, and you can see that some of the windows have been broken um, and things like that. Um, so, Rose, you begin um, making your way that way. Go on. When we were kind of waiting in the inn after our conversations, mm. would that count as a short rest? Sure, you can take a short rest, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, that's okay, a short cool. rest. You had, like, two hours of, like, sitting around doing drinking wine and enjoying a I'm fire. I'm going to do that then and roll some hit dice. Sure. Oh, very good. Sure. You took like a. You got yeah, bit, didn't did. you? Oh, right. I got bit by a zombie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you hear this kind of terrifying screech. Um, Rose begins making her way for the door. What's everyone else doing? I'll take a deep uh, breath. I'm following Rose. Uh, okay. Mutter a Vistani prayer under my breath mm-hmm. and walk out as well, drawing my swords. Okay. Leaving the two dragons okay. inside for now. I'll um I'll like I'll clutch my um Lyra necklace and just mm-hmm. mutter to myself just if this is the fate we're given then so be it and I'll look to Xeros and gesture him to come with me <laughs> reluctantly. So be it. <laughs> so be it. In that case, I'll walk ahead of her and uh, await yep. her to follow me and then draw the sword. Okay. Uh, you. You begin running towards this house, which isn't too far away. It's a short dash um, down the street. And you can see that you see for the first time a couple of the houses, you know, no light inside, but you can see a couple of, like, haunted faces similar to the barkeeps um, in the, the tavern, kind of staring and looking out, trying to see what's going on, but not coming anywhere near the doors. Um, as you rush down... Uh, you can see that a small group of um, husked kind of shambling corpses are slamming on this huge pair of doors that lead into the mansion. There's maybe about six of them kind of like, kind of gripping onto it, trying to pull the boards free. Um, Up above, there is at least a couple of the windows have the boards have been ripped free and you can see flying demons or devils you're not quite sure but they have these spined wings and tails and they're kind of darting backwards and forwards as a crossbow bolt flies out of one of the windows nearly impaling one as it sends it spiraling it turns and flings its tails these spines thud 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 into the windows uh as you begin running up and and the sound of your armor and your weapons kind of hitting against each other uh a quite a handsome looking barovian man this one full of life there's no mistaking that this Barovian is completely different to the one that you met in the bar uh, blonde hair kind of streaking down down to his shoulders you can see that he's wearing sort of chainmail shirt and he has a sword in one hand he kind of risks looking out of the, the window for a moment uh, and he looks down and he sees you he, hey hey you there please please help us I'll, we'll pay you or, or something but we need your help there's a back door around the other side. Come in as quickly as you can. My father is waiting there. Please. And then he kind of has to duck inside like, Irina, no. And he, you can see him like lunge for somebody and pulls them back. 
I will start to the back door. Arena, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so following his instructions, you run around the side of the building, uh, making your way, kind of almost like slipping through a gap where this iron fence has been torn apart. Um, and you can see that there is a barred back door. Um, as you reach it, a small uh, slot kind of slides open, and you see the wild eyes of an older-looking middle-aged man. As he looks out, he's just like, You there! Are you going to help us? We want to... Please, let's see him. And he throws it open, and you see quite a portly man wearing a velvet vest. Um, he isn't wearing any armor, but you can see that he has what appears to be like a silvered hammer in his hands. Uh, he's like, inside, quickly! He's above right. us, now! Okay. Uh, he pulls you all inside into a, a fairly well-furnished manor house, um, into what appears to be like a kitchen, and then he slams the door and bolts it numerous times these big heavy steel bolts um and then puts a chair in front of the door as well uh and he's just like upstairs the, the, the devils they are trying to kill me and my son so that he can get her uh and he he kind of pulls you out he doesn't he doesn't even stop to really look at you he just makes his way upstairs not even looking behind him um as you can hear the sounds of something being smashed and broken and then you hear the voice come arena we are meant to be. Come to me now. Come. And then you just hear her like, Get away from her, you devil! Uh, and then things being thrown around and smashed. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you guys make your way upstairs, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see that the door, looking from where you are, there's like a corridor that leads from the back door to where the front entrance, the entry hall may be. And you can start to see that some of these creatures, the zombies, have actually ripped like holes in the door. Um, and there's these bloody stumps of fingers that have been worn almost like broken in half as they've tried to pull the wood itself apart uh, and they're beginning to kind of look through and you can see these haunted faces of armored zombies like <laughs> breaking the wood as they go it won't, um, probably won't take them long before they break through can I use my channel divinity and turn undead so you're going to go up to the door, and then you're going to turn undead. Yes, please. Okay, well, one, you tell us how your um, turn undead work. So you'd probably see me reach into the pocket of my robe and pull out a holy symbol that you can't quite see, and then I'd press it against the door and start mm-hmm. uh, muttering words of a prayer. Um Technically, Mark, you need to make a wisdom saving throw of DC 12 for every creature within 30 feet. Okay, sure. And what you'd see is probably an, uh, similar to what you saw before with Jesper, like a kind of golden blast kind of just come out and, and cover the door with um, kind of strange runes and etchings and symbols of a scarab beetle. Okay, and then what was the DC again, Kim? 12. Yeah. 12. Okay, um, so you hear, and, and at the moment, I think you just frighten them away. I don't think you destroy them at your current level. Um, yes, uh, no, so undead. they, yeah, they yeah. try and move as far away, uh, as far, far away ways. from me as they can. Um, so you hear they can't take this kind of, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, you hear this kind of uh, inhaling of breath, like a... Um, as these creatures begin shielding their eyes from this. And it, it's, it is a light, but I guess there'd be like a heavy darkness around you as well, Kim. Like the mm, darkness would yeah, kind of the, pull in around on the edges, Shadow. edges, you'd see, yeah. Like heavy darkness, like clawing around Shadow, mm. um, making the area around her darker, but then the light uh, pressed against the door becomes incredibly bright as it burns for a brief moment. Um, and yes... You hear the sound of these creatures retreating away from the door. So that's what Shadow does as, as Shadow moves, as she moves up to the door and does this. The rest of you rush upstairs um, and you follow the older gentleman into uh, quite a large bedroom with a big four-poster bed, uh, a desk where there are these almost little, quite precious little dolls, like or like a child's dolls that have been set out, but they don't look like they've been touched in years and years and years. Um, and on the bed in kind of a nightgown, uh, clutching uh, what appears to be a holy symbol in one hand and a knife in the other, is a quite a striking woman with dark skin and dark kind of almost reddish hair. And she's staring at this window that's been ripped open and floating outside the window. You see the same man that you saw on the, the streets themselves. You see Count Strahd himself. God, come to ah. me. Invite me in, Irina. And you can see that holding her back is a the muscular, blonde, uh, handsome Barovian you saw before. He's physically holding this woman back and kind of trying to turn her away. And he's got his hand over her mouth. But at the other windows breaking through them are these three spined devils. They're clawed hands and almost like hawk-like features. They're like, ah, 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 kind of smashing around. Um, and that's probably where we're going to roll initiative next time. Yeah. Uh, the Curse oh. of Strahd. Oh, oh, it's a little oh bit early. God. But otherwise, we're going to have to jump in and do a thing. We're going to have to roll a combat. Um, but yeah, we'll oh. kick things off there next Holy week. Holy crap, rolling he's initiative. back again. <laughs> yeah. So much well, he's, Strahd he's, he's, got, Strahd. he's got his own stuff to do. He's, you know, he's got his own things he's he needs to do. He's a busy man. He's a busy oh, man. Mark, this is Absolutely. wonderful. I am, I am enjoying this I so much. It. You like yeah, the mood that uh, really has been set? I love, love it. it. Um, yeah. This is creepy Perfect. as hell, and I love it. I and live just, for it. And just to make a point, you know, obviously it's a brand new campaign, it's a very big tone and shift. People are going to have to get into their characters. We're going to have to kind of get settled. It's a new thing for us. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but I think that, yeah, it's it's set things up. And, yeah, things will kick off more extremely uh, from now on. And those of you who know Curse of Strahd will know that I've already adjusted things ever so slightly. Little tiny tweaks. Yeah. We'll see you then. Please do spread the word. Like always, I always say this. If you can't sub, if you can't donate, that's fine. The best way you can support us and the stream is is spreading the word. Post about it on like the D&D yeah. Reddit, post about it on the RPG Reddits, send it to your mates on Facebook, all of that stuff. That's genuinely the best way you can help. So um, yes. from that, take care, look after yourselves, stay healthy, stay safe, and don't invite Strahd in. Wash your hands. No, do That's not invite Strahd in. <laughs> don't invite Strahd in. Because do he'll come. All right. Yeah, Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Sleep well in your house. <laughs> <laughs>